And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Interest rates went up today, and we have an analysis from Farm Credit Canada, an advice to farmers about checking their financial health. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth, online at landforsalesask.ca. And McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative. McDougal Auctioneers for guaranteed results, online at mcdougalauction.com. Farm Credit Canada is advising farmers to review their financial strategies following the recent Bank of Canada interest rate hike. The Bank of Canada today raised the target rate by 25 basis points, increasing its lending rate to 0.75% from 0.5%, the first increase since September 2010. The target rate influences variable mortgage rates, typically pushing up the prime rate and sends a signal about the economy, which often leads to higher long-term interest rates. FCC Chief Agricultural Economist J.P. Gervais says the increase is not significant enough for most farmers and agribusiness to revise their business strategies. But he says farmers should review long-term financing options because of future slow and gradual rate hikes. No, absolutely. It does make a difference on the bottom line. I would say, though, that for most producers, I would uh, imagine that that 25 basis point, a quarter percentage point or a quarter percent increase in the variable rate, if they do have loans that are based on the variable rate, I think that most producers would be able to to absorb this. Now, I think it's a good time now, though, to pause and actually reflect on the you know, overall financial strategy because the Bank of Canada was clearly saying this morning as well, well, they did rate the hike or they hiked the interest rate. They did say that the excess capacity in the overall Canadian economy is projected to be fully absorbed by the end of the year. So to me, that sounds as if they're actually considering as well another rate increase before the end of this year, at least. So uh, for producers, I think it's time to actually pause and say, hey, you know, what kind of strategy should I be uh, looking at over the next couple of years now, given that we're probably in that pattern of higher rates and who knows where that's going to stop. But I think it's a good time to pause and actually look at the overall financial strategy. Gervais says farmers should do a financial stress test, but he points out farm revenues are still very strong. He says farmers may still want to lock in some interest rate numbers. Projections for 2017 is still very, very positive. The bit of a known as well as how high the Canadian dollar is going to go because over the last couple of years that has certainly supported farm receipts. And so that's also another thing that I would keep an eye on, but definitely run different scenarios. Look at what if, you know, interest rates go up perhaps as much as 1% and see how does that impact your, your bottom line. And perhaps that's time to, to be thinking about taking a bit of risk off, you know, the table and locking in some, some or at least a portion of your book so that you're not necessarily exposed to uh, future fluctuations in interest rates. Gervais says he doesn't see any significant impact on land values from the interest rate hike this year, but there could be some effect long term. Well, at this time, I don't think that the impact is going to be significant at all on land values. I actually do think that farm revenues are, are a bigger driver of farm land values than interest rates. Interest rates do play a role in terms of being able to facilitating the purchase of land, but I don't think that this 25 basis point increase is going to have much of an impact. I think it's it's a, a matter now of saying, hey, what about the next 12 months? And if indeed we have another rate increase before the end of this year, thinking about 2018 now, absolutely, I think it may have an impact. It may slow down even further the the the, the patterns in farmland values, which we've started to see already because you know we've had you know maybe three years of of, of declines in the rate of growth. I would expect that to continue and perhaps you know sort of stabilize around. 
2-3% on an annual basis. Definitely something to monitor. But I think the bigger driver there is definitely farm income. J.P. Gervais is the chief agricultural economist with FCC. Premier Brad Wall is in Vancouver today to receive the President's Award from the Global Pulses Confederation. The Pulse Crop Industry Group includes 18 national associations and more than 600 companies in 55 countries. The group is giving the award to Premier Brad Wall for dedication and development of the global pulse crop sector through efforts for improved market access. The Global Pulse Confederation says Premier Wall has helped the farmers of Saskatchewan and the Canadian industry to establish a global leadership position in pulse crops and making pulses available and affordable. The organization says the effort has contributed to global food security. In 2012, the Wall government set a target of increasing Saskatchewan agricultural exports from $10 billion in 2011 to $15 billion by 2020. Saskatchewan reached the mark in 2015 with exports of $15.3 billion in farm products to 145 countries. Canola was the top item at $2.5 billion, followed by lentils at about $2.5 billion as well, with lentil exports up 72% in one year. Pulse crop exports in 2015 were more than triple the shipments in 2007. The Wall government has spent record amounts supporting organizations like the Crop Development Centre in Saskatoon and incentives for value-added processing. There are over 300 food companies operating in Saskatchewan, exporting more than $4 billion a year and employing about 5,000 people. Premier Brad Wall has made major effort to promote Saskatchewan farm products with trade missions to places like China, South Korea and India. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison, New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit markison.com. Saskatchewan pork producers are being warned to be vigilant to prevent the deadly PED virus from entering this province. Since the end of April, 51 farms have been confirmed with PED in southeast Manitoba. Dr. Wendy Williams is a disease surveillance veterinarian with Saskatchewan Agriculture. She says the risk for producers in Saskatchewan increases with every new case of PED in Manitoba. Yes, exactly. I think so. Uh, With every new case, there's more opportunities for the virus to get out into the environment uh, and to be in places where it can be picked up by either farm suppliers or transport trucks and brought back to Saskatchewan. So what's your message to producers in Saskatchewan? Biosecurity, 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 and uh, if, if everybody in the industry doesn't know by now what that means, they've been under a rock, I think. Definitely make sure that you're taking every step you can not to bring that virus back. Make sure the trucks are, are cleaned and washed. You, you know, use the better uh, truck washes where you can do a heat dry, which kills the virus. Don't get out of your truck if you don't have to. I guess just essentially, just think of if, if there's red paint on on a pig barn or in the yard, uh, do everything you can to keep that red paint off you, your equipment, your truck, and keep that red paint from coming back to Saskatchewan. Why is red paint significant? Uh, it's just a way of visualizing. We can't see the virus, but if we can imagine that a PED-positive environment covered in red paint, then perhaps that helps us visualize that virus better. What have been the problems in Manitoba that have helped spread the PED virus? 
there's been no one single problem. Uh, the investigation is ongoing, and with, with each new premise, uh, there can be something different. To date, things that have been implicated are direct movement of pigs between barns. So if you can imagine, if you have a barn that has PED in it and nobody knows, and then they move pigs to another farm, it's going to spread the virus between farms. And the same thing uh, goes when people and equipment are moving between barns as well. There is some discussion about whether or not the weather plays a role. Uh, you know, PED has broken down wind of barns that uh, have been positive. Uh, whether or not that is a direct contribution, we don't know for sure, but it, it is a suspected cause. Movement of equipment, movement of materials, in some cases no direct link, but it's suspected that something brought the virus onto the farm site and then something else, perhaps staff brought it into the barn. So it, it's very difficult to find the smoking gun, but we do have uh, a number of different risk factors. May have been shared staff between farms. That would be mm. accurate? Yes. And in many cases, it could be a, an integrated system, and they move staff between barns in order to cover for weekend work or holidays. That's Dr. Wendy Wilkins. Dr. Wilkins is a disease surveillance veterinarian with Saskatchewan Agriculture. A series of field days will be held across the province this month to provide a hands-on opportunity for farmers. The field days are designed to help farmers learn more about agronomy and research practices and usually include plot tours and presentations. The field days will be held in Swift Current and Outlook tomorrow, Indian Head on Tuesday, July 18th, and Melfort on July 26th. Meantime, Seedmaster holds its annual demonstration and crop tour at the Langbank Research Farm on July 26th. The new DOT automated power platform will be on display, among other things. The Seedmaster Research Farm is six miles north of Langbank in southeast Saskatchewan. APAS is sponsoring a carbon summit on Friday in Saskatoon. President Todd Lewis says the summit is designed to bring together farmers, researchers, and government policymakers to discuss the role that farm practices play in greenhouse gas balance and potential for new technology. Topics include carbon pricing, carbon sequestration, research and industry response. APAS released a report earlier this month asking Ottawa to recognize the agricultural industry's efforts to combat climate change and reconsider the financial effects of a carbon tax on farmers. Lewis says a pricing exemption for farm fuel from carbon tax is not enough to shelter farmers from the negative impact of such a tax. He says a $50 a ton carbon tax could still push up farm costs 15 to $20 an acre. He says farmers cannot pass on added costs to their customers and operate on thin margins. He says farmers sequester 8.5 megatons of carbon through improved management practices every year and prairie pastures sequester over 2 billion tons. The federal government has announced $1.1 million will be provided to the University of Lethbridge to study ways to reduce methane gas emissions in cattle. The project is one of 20 new research projects supported by the $27 million Agricultural Greenhouse Gases Program. It's a partnership with universities and conservation groups across Canada designed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions on the farm. The B.C. Cattlemen's Association says more than 20,000 head of cattle could be affected if wildfires spread in the province's interior. At this point, as ranchers are ordered to safer areas, all they can do is hope the animals' instincts will keep them safe. Although many are expecting the worst, Association General Manager Kevin Boone says the likelihood of the cows surviving is good because they have very good instincts. 
Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson, Hall is Wealth. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola fell 560 at 490.10. Oats dropped 446 at 169.91. Number one red spring wheat decreased 747 at 305.38. The rest were unchanged. Durham 278.90. Feed barley 145.03. Flax 414.25. Yellow peas $287. Feed wheat. 141.99. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September wheat was down 13 cents at 7.84 and a quarter a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-5358 or Weyburn 842-4574. Good afternoon. This is Clayton Horlick here with Heartland Livestock's market report for the week of July the 12th. Well, it's a warm day here today and it looks like we got 800 head on offer with a pile of cows and bulls but there's smaller numbers of feeder cattle to establish any proper feeder quotations. On the cows and bulls, we've seen the D1 cows bring a 95 to $1.05, D2s at 85 to 94 and the D3 cows from 70 to 83 Butcher bulls are $1.19 to $1.28, with sales rate up to $1.35. Just a reminder, folks, next week we do not have a sale here at Heartland in Yorkton, but we will be having one on July the 26th. Clayton Harlick reporting here. Have yourselves a great afternoon. The latest Saskatchewan pork report is not available today due to technical reasons. Back in a moment. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroff. Specializing in 6-inch Eavestroffs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestroff.ca. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, sunny skies and a high of 24. Today is the last day of the cooler weather, the two days of cool weather that we had in a break between some very hot days. Tonight, a few clouds, wind southeast 20 and a low of 12 degrees. Back to the hot weather tomorrow, Thursday, mainly sunny, wind southeast 30 and the high 29, the low 16. Friday, sunny, and as I said, it's going to be hot. The high 31 degrees, the low 15. Saturday, sunny skies, the high 29, the low 18. And this is all much the same right through into next week. Sunny skies on Sunday with a windy condition, though, and the high 33, the low 17. Monday, sunny, the high 28, the low 14. So it's going to cool off a little bit uh, next week. Tuesday, sunny with a high near 27. The normal high is 25 degrees. The normal low is 11 degrees. The sun rose at 5.01 this morning. It sets at 9.07 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at 22. Saskatoon is 20. We have Swift Current is 17. Weyburn is 21. And Yorkton, 19. The hotspot in Saskatchewan right now, and this is almost hard to believe, is Key Lake, Saskatchewan, way in the far north. It's 26 degrees. The cool spot right now is indeed Swift Current. Swift Current is 16.7 degrees, rounded to 17. So imagine the southwest, which is usually hot, is the coolest spot, and the north, which is usually cool, is the hot spot in Saskatchewan. 
In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 20 degrees. That's 68 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast to date. Humidity is 51%. The barometer is dropping 102.2. Sunny in Moose Jaw, 20 degrees. Winds are from the east-southeast at 17. Once again, Regina, it's cloudy and 20. That's 68 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farm.